Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Podcast. Every fifth episode, we're going to try and do this little question and answer where you guys can send questions in and we'll answer them, whether it be kind of longer form questions or a few quick fire ones. So if you do have questions, if you head over to the Empowered Podcast page, we'll be putting on our story for asking questions or you can just DM us and we will answer them. Um, just a chance for us to catch up on what we've spoken about and what we've taken from it. Um, so yeah, we're going to ask Elle some questions then we're going to go from there. So over to you, Elle. You're going to ask me some questions? No, Elle's going to ask us some questions, sorry. <laughs> Elle's going to ask questions and I'm going to answer them, okay? All right, question Cheers. number one. When did you realize you wanted to start your own business? Um, do you know what? I worked um, with James Garrity, who we've had on the podcast already. Um, and... Obviously, I got an insight into running your own business. And it was something that I'd kind of previously never thought about. You know, coming from a working class background, it's not something that you're ever really um, exposed to. You don't really, I didn't really know anybody who had their own business necessarily. Or um, So getting a chance to work with James and seeing him do it, um, it just gave me the realization that if, if it was something that I wanted to do, if I wanted to create my own business or, or you know, jack something up you can just do it with connections and the connections that I met through working for him and and doing various other things um made me feel like you know I was in a position to um start my own business so it was it was really just you know you, you have to see somebody else do something I think a lot of times um to be inspired to to know that you're able to do it representation is so important and I feel like that's kind of what spurred me to do it okay great I so thought if he can do it how hard can it be that's a joke just for James it's actually really hard. Right, okay, sorry. That's all right. So in your business ventures so far, is there any decisions you've made that you regret making? Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily, necessarily regret anything because, um, you know, you don't necessarily know what the other outcome could have been. So even something that you deem to be um, unsuccessful or the wrong thing to do, could be stopping you from doing something even more detrimental down the line. You know, if you make your mistakes and make them early, you're less likely to um, suffer from those same mistakes in the future. You see people who have early success and, you know, you might feel envious of them, but actually that early success can actually um, set them up for a big fall um, down the line if they haven't been uh, party to those like minor failures that allow you to pivot away. Um, there's a proverb that I really like, which um, is about a man and, a, and his son. And essentially um, the man's horse runs away and everybody from the village comes around and says, you know, it's really, really bad luck um, with your horse. And he says, well, we, we don't know if it's bad luck or good luck yet, we'll see. The next day his horse returns and it's brought another horse with it, a friend. Um, and everybody from the village comes around and says, oh, wow, like you've got two horses now. That's really good luck. And he goes, well, we don't know if it's good luck or bad luck yet. We'll, we'll see. And then the next day his son goes out on the horse, the new horse, and he falls off and he breaks his back. Again, everybody from the village comes back around. They say, oh, it's terrible luck. What happened to your son? And he says, again, we don't know if it's good luck or bad luck. We'll just see. And the next day a war starts in his country and the army come to recruit everybody who is um, of a fighting age. And because his son's broke his back, he's, he's not fit to fight. So he doesn't have to go away at this war. And again, you know, the, the people of the village come around and say, oh, it's good luck that your son didn't have to go. So I feel like the, the moral of that story is that you don't actually know 
if something's particularly good or bad, it's just how you kind of respond to it and you don't know what it's kind of setting you up for. I'd rather make early mistakes um, and not dwell on them too much and just, you know, go from, you know, mistake to mistake with the, the same level of optimism. <clears throat> Great. So next question is, do you think the current educational system is beneficial to people wanting to get into business? Um, it depends on the individual as to how they take the circumstances and, you know, factor those circumstances into the path that they take into business, if it were. You know, I know a lot of people who've went down the traditional education route into business, um, who've got a degree that didn't necessarily relate completely to their business or the, the business that they got into, but it gave them the, the aptitude to learn, the ability to um, face uh, a task and plan and execute and work to a timeline, work within a team, all those sort of things. I know people who went the complete opposite route and got into an industry without going down the, the typical education route and they drew more... Um, benefit from having experience in the workplace. It's in both of those scenarios, it was more about the character of the people and their ability to adapt and take the kind of hand that been dealt and apply that to whatever business that they want to get into. You know, it's difficult from an education standpoint to try and nurture that mentality in people because you've got a wide variety of people in education system ranging from people who's, you know, in the UK, their first language or second language might not even be English, up to people who, you know, with, are going to be going into high level education. Like my brother was a teacher for a, for a long time. And sometimes he had a class of 30 people teaching physics, and they're on a wide spectrum of abilities, starting levels, and he has to make sure that each of those people are stretched and challenged. And, you know, it's really difficult to then translate that into how it's going to affect people in business. The education system is to try and get everybody to A, do the best that they can and B, get to a level where they're ready for either further education or to be beneficial um, to a workplace. So as long as they do that and people have a good attitude, you can start anywhere and, and find your way into business. So I think the education system does, and I think teachers in the UK do the best with what they have. Um, but it, oftentimes comes down to the individual people and, and their mentality, um, which obviously is a, mentality is a diff difficult thing to teach on scale. Mm -hmm. So there's been 14 podcast episodes so far. What's something new you've learned during those? Um, outside of individual anecdotes from the people that I've had on, you know, amazing stories where I've found out more about those individuals, the path that they've taken to get to where they are, the continued development that they um, show and commit to their their trade or their profession. Um, obviously, I've learned a lot about those people. And I think that's why these podcasts are really important to me, to learn more about individuals. Um, what I've tried to do is find positive correlation behind between all of the people who've come onto the podcast, because they're successful in their chosen field. And it's about trying to, for me, trying to figure out what how that correlates. Um, I think the thing that is surprised, well, it hasn't necessarily surprised me, but it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely backed up and cemented my initial thoughts is that the thing that everybody has in common who've come in is that they, at a period, have 
done things for free. They've went above and beyond what was expected of them. They've done more than they're paid for, essentially. And that's been a kind of a theme throughout. Um, so that's something that I've de definitely taken away from the episodes, the, that kind of underlying um, common trait, commonality within those people is that they are willing to do things um, for little to no return initially in order to um, build relationships and build something moving forward long term. They delayed their, every single person I've had in has experienced a prolonged period of delayed gratification, which they lent into um, and didn't shy away from. And I think that's what I've kind of learned or took away from the, the episode so far. Okay. Snog, marry, avoid. <laughs> All the podcast guests so far. Um, so probably probably marry Chris Fairless because I've I've known him the long well I've known him for a long time and I think that I just feel like it would we get on so well together I feel like out of everyone I know that I could live with him so marry marry Chris um I'd probably ha I'd probably have to avoid avoid James Garrity I think I think he knows why as well um and then snog. Um, do you know I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go with Theo because he is objectively handsome. There we go. I'll go with Theo because he because he is objectively uh, handsome. And I feel like you just like you know not not that many people make me feel really small, um, <laughs> and Theo does. But I feel quite safe when he's around. So yeah. Okay. So apart from snogging Theo, yeah. what are you looking to get out of the podcast? Um so mainly it's just to have convers these conversations with people. Like I said on the uh, episode with ads, the content PT, obviously he's got his own podcast as well. And I think we for very similar reasons, we think it's important to have these conversations that we've been lucky enough to have with people in private, which have allowed us to um, develop and improve and get access to information that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were just, you know, in a job or, or you've got a, um, you come from a working class background like we do. So it's, it's nice to have these conversations. You know, if we help a couple of people or if we make a couple of additional um a couple of additional connections off of the back of it, then I'll be, you know, really happy with that. And then obviously just to um, get an Athletic Greens um, sponsorship as well. I think, you know, that's the, that's when you know you've, uh, that's when you know you've made it as a podcast. <laughs> so that's that. the, that's the real reason. It's about me. Okay. Deep question. What's the most memorable moment on the podcast so far for you? So the most memorable moment on the podcast is when we got um, James from Space Northeast. I think this is the thing that I think about the most, probably, out of all the conversations that we had with people. And we've had, you know, really good conversations with people where they've told us um, about how they got to where they were. But I think speaking to James and when he basically said that he'd made the decision to kill himself um, and I just couldn't help thinking about how empowering that must have felt in the moment strangely because obviously you know it's not necessarily something that is 
would be determined as particularly empowering this decision to um, take your own life. But obviously it's the way that he, the, the lens that he viewed it through once he got to that moment where it was like, I'll kill myself and then that's gonna solve my problems. And he was able to, in that moment, then say, right, well, I've made this decision to kill myself. I've liberated myself from these feelings of um, powerlessness. And from here, everything is better. Do you know what I mean? You, you, can't, you, you can't go anywhere from being dead, essentially. So the, the fact that he'd taken the, the control into his own hands and then used that as liberation to say, well, actually, no, I won't kill myself because there's more to live for and I can um, help other people and I'll make that my mission. So it was in that moment where he knew that the options were kill myself, everything else looked brighter and the, the road, and obviously we spoke and he'd had challenges from that point onwards and it definitely wasn't plain sailing from there, but he'd, he'd gained power in knowing that his destiny was in his hands. And then just hearing somebody say that, like it's not something that you hear every day. It's not something that people open up with, open up about all of the time. So obviously it like, it did stick with me. Um, and it just made me think, wow, you know, it puts things into perspective. So yeah, that moment. Amazing. So um, we thought we'd finish this off with some quick fire questions. You gotta answer <laughs> without thinking. Yeah, well I answer without thinking all the time. So this is <laughs> so just- So you'll have no problem answering <laughs> yeah, those then. That's yeah. great. Okay, so which animal would you be and why? Dolphin, used to uh, adopt a dolphin called Sundance from the Moray Firth. It had a little yellow spot on its fin. Um, and I feel like, you know, it would be good to just explore the oceans. Okay, which superhero would you be and why? Homelander. Why? Because I feel personally aligned to his beliefs. And I just think that that's probably how I would act if I was a superhero, realistically. And I, I, I you know, I defy anybody who says that that's not how they would do, they would do things. <laughs> which athlete would you be and why? Um, I have LeBron James to just be the best basketball player in the world ever. Um, or Usain Bolt, just to feel what it feels like to just run that fast. Um, be good, I think. Okay. Which cartoon character would you be and why? Rick Sanchez, smartest man in the universe. Um, just makes sense, doesn't it? Which politician would you be and why? Which politician would I be? God, is none of them an option? <laughs> it's just myself as the prime minister, an option. If not, um, probably that one who was, um, the one who was uh, like prime minister for like 10 days, whoever she was. Do you remember her? Oh yeah. I don't know okay, what was she called? Liz, Liz Trust. Trust. That's how I'd be, yeah. Liz Trust. I'd be Matt Hancock. Yeah, it must be nice to just be that blissfully unaware. <laughs> Um, must be like a, you know, like a enjoyable to just go through life being that, um, like incapable, but still like getting paid all of that money. That makes sense. Yeah. Which historical character would you be? I don't know. They all come to like pretty brutal ends, don't they? All the good ones. Does the, do they, ha do you know what actually Henry VIII, because I feel like he's made a, he's made a, you know, he did what he wanted. He, um, 
he also he founded the Royal Mail. I don't know if people know that. He actually he founded the Royal Mail, um, which is still around today, and he basically changed the laws to to suit his own um, deviance. I think isn't that what you would do if you're the king? Had people beheaded and stuff. Good guy. Okay, savory or sweet? Sweet. What sports team do you support? Um, football, I support Newcastle United. Um, and then basketball is like the main sport that I'm interested in, but I'm like, I only, I just follow players. So like wherever LeBron goes, I'm going with him. Nice. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Um, I think, see, I, I struggle to get the right temperature in the car. I always, if I, I'll get too hot and then I'll put the, the coolers all the way on and then I'll get too cold. I struggle to, um, probably I would prefer to be too cold because I don't like getting really sweaty all the time. Okay. Would you rather be a foot shorter or a foot taller? A foot taller. Why? Um, probably because, you know, it's it's not, Closer to Theo. Dehabilitating that size. Um, yeah, closer to Theo. I could I could make him feel safe. Um, no, just from the basketball perspective, really. Just of, yeah, playing the NBA. Okay. Because if I was seven foot Theo, I'd play in the NBA now. Everybody <laughs> says that. It's like a terrible like thing within basketball to be like, oh, well, if I was seven foot, I'd play in the NBA. It's like, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, we Sorry. watched that podcast episode. Pardon? We watched that podcast episode. Oh, did, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. So, so I'd be a foot taller. Okay. What do you think is your best feature or trait? Optimism. Crippling optimism. <laughs> Why crippling? Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's not always, um, you know, it's not always a, it's not always a positive, but I always feel positive about things. Love that. Yeah. Okay, and last question. Who do you think has been the best guest on the podcast so far? Oh, the best guest. Um, see, I've probably got recency bias mm. because I really felt fired up after my, my, com my chat with ads. But then I feel fired up after all the podcasts. So I, f I feel like I'm probably suffering from recency bias where I'm like, that's the most recent one that I was like hyped about. Um, um, I felt really good after the David, I guess it's like what I feel really good after. I felt really good after chatting to David Breton. I just felt really happy after. Great so answer. yeah, but then all of them have had something to kind of good takeaways. Um, yeah, all of them have had good takeaways. Now who's the politician? <laughs> That was all from the audience. Okay, if anyone so does much. have questions in the future, um, like I said, you can send them to Empowered Podcast. But yeah, cheers for uh, another solo episode of the podcast. And we will see you next time with a guest. Cheers, guys.